Well, hello and welcome to the Gyanban experience. A simple talk in the middle of a complex existence. Be it news, views, politics or country, movies, web series or a documentary. People, society or culture shock, expression of freedom or a mental block. We just do simple straight talk. If you are the types to sit up and think, then turn up the volume and don't blink. Stir up your coffee, monk or Bordeaux, you are listening to the right show. And though we can't unscramble your scrambled egg, it's no round hole in a square peg. Don't just sit there on the fence. Come on, jump into the Gyanban experience. Well, friends, in today's experience, we're going to talk about perception versus reality. Now, this is with reference to Mr. Sushant Singh Rajput's case, ongoing investigation by not just the authorities, but the media as well. But before I share my thoughts on whether the investigation is being done properly, whether the media's attention towards this case is warranted or not, whether Ms. Chakravarti is guilty or not, I want us to go through an experiment first. And it's a good test to check how you are thinking. I'm going to give you three situations for you to judge. Now you have to be wear the judge's hat. And once you hear the scenarios, you've got to proclaim your judgment, whether innocent or guilty. Are you ready for the experiment? Right. Let's begin. Scenario number one. A speeding Mercedes rams into the pedestrian. Is the driver guilty or innocent? Scenario number two. Speeding car mows down the pedestrian. Is the driver guilty or innocent? Scenario number three. Speeding car hits a drunk person crossing the road in the middle of the night. Is the driver innocent or guilty? Now friends, if you look at these scenarios, they are basically the same story shared in three different tonalities. What was your judgment? I'm guessing majority of you, most of you would have pronounced the driver guilty. But that's not the real deal. The real deal is, if you look closely, the amount of ferocity of your judgment would have reduced with each passing case. For example, when you heard that a speeding Mercedes rammed into the pedestrian, the driver would have been, in your opinion, 100% guilty. Why? Some images flashed in your mind. Rich kid, driving under influence of alcohol, spoiled brat, what have you. These are the images that must have crossed your mind. And then the automatic judgment, of course the driver is guilty, 100% guilty, end of story. But when it came to the next case, speeding car mows down a pedestrian, sounds less provocative, less threatening, and you think a little more about this case and you think, yeah, the driver is guilty, he did mow down, so mow down plays in your mind again and again in a loop, and you think, yep, he's still guilty, but is it that ferocity? guilty like a hundred to zero now it's like more like a 80 20 i mean yes he did something wrong but there could have been other instances or other 
circumstances in which we don't know of. So yes, the driver is guilty, but 80-20. But in the third case, fascinatingly, the innocence quotient goes up. Why? Because now the same sentiment is softened up for you. It's like speeding car hits the inebriated pedestrian who's drunk, a person who's drunk crossing the road middle of the night. So it gives you a lot of justifications in your mind to introduce or increase the innocence angle. Mind you, in all the three cases, the pedestrian died. In all the three cases, the car hit the person. But see how you pronounced three different judgments or assessments to the same situation. So friends, if you found that fascinating, just reflect back on some of the narrative that is transpiring in the media today. We are pronouncing similar judgments on Ms. Riya Chakravarti, whether she's guilty, whether she's innocent, we don't know. But the way a narrative is presented to us is how we are reacting. Now, is it not warranted for you as a matured society to evolve and be mature and be neutral and wait for the authorities to present the facts of the case and then ask them questions or then raise your concern and have your freedom of expression as it were or is it incumbent upon you or is it justified upon you to go and troll in social media or scream your lungs out and when i say you i, I mean the news channels the society at large the panelists all of us really and i don't exclude myself so i'm saying all of us as together form the fabric of a society what are we doing? We have become this instant gratification, instant result, perception-oriented society without really delving into the facts of the case and facts which we think as facts. Now, assume somebody gives you a glass of water which is half-filled. You and I both know that some of us will call it half-empty and some of us will say, no, it's half-full. So what is the real truth? we will never know until somebody proves it, a competent authority proves it beyond doubt. And if it is not proven beyond doubt, then that's the split reality we need to coexist with. And this is the complexity of our times with the advent of information technology, social media explosion, everybody has an opinion, fairly so, rightly so, nothing wrong with that. But to assume that only my opinion is right and somebody else's opinion is wrong, that is where the problem is. That's where the dichotomy turns nasty. That's where the peaceful coexistence becomes hostile. Now take you back a few years. Think of the Talwars, the double homicide case. How did it begin? How did the case begin? Here are a doctor couple who killed their daughter by way of honor killing or avenging the pride or honor of their daughter and killing the domestic help. And how did the trial end? It ended by acquitting them and f absolving them of all the charges and restoring their dignity. But did it? what happened in the interim? The media trial completely destroyed whatever little sanity that they had in the system. The investigative agencies were under pressure because of this media outburst. 
did it influence the trial absolutely it influenced the trial should had should it have been the case no that should not have been the case the similar situation is happening again with mr rajput's case should it be investigated yes should the people around mr rajput be investigated yes is that happening yes what else do you want why can't you now hold back and let the competent authorities do their job otherwise we risk destroying somebody's life all over again just like the trauma that the talwars will live for the rest of their lives are we okay with letting ms chakravarti and the other set of people around this case if they are proven innocent they will live with this trauma for the rest of their lives and while you might just sh- shrug this incident switch the channel and start watching something else on television what happens to people they are humans just like you and me the news channels are generate trps they they deliver a lot of news to generate trps for trps they get advertising revenues because more people watch therefore they get uh, more people want to advertise because they know that there is a captive audience now that is the mathematical reality of a business but unfortunately news deals with humans as well and where do you draw the line between paid media or media of commerce versus the humane side of media and so trps actually become trpgs you know truly radical perception generators you know destroy a family's dignity in this spawn a generation of homegrown forensic experts armchair lawyers great analysts who have no business commenting on an ongoing investigation well if you are a subject matter expert by all means let the authorities know and so that they could leverage your services fair no point no problem but if you are not a subject matter expert do not hold the credentials then don't pass a judgment like one wait and watch what these people are saying because tomorrow if there is a situation where where mr chakravarti is declared innocent completely and somebody else is found guilty the set of people who accused her of being guilty will they be tried will they be charged will they be hauled to the court for maligning for defamement for spoiling a reputation of a person will they be held accountable chances are no that will never happen that might never happen because there's so many how do you put a country on trial and it is very ironic that these people just keep moving on from one case to the other one case to the other without really being sensitive that the impact their rhetoric is causing on some other people and in the case of the car example that i gave earlier there is no question that most pedestrian deaths are due to negligent driving it is sad and unfortunate that in a country where you can barely speed above 30 kilometers an hour there are so many people who die because of the driver's fault but does it mean all drivers are at fault does the public take a minute to think what if it was not the driver's fault 
How many times has it happened to you when you are perhaps in a traffic and somebody just mildly bumped into your car or you hit them very mildly and a ruckus ensued. The crowd gathered and asked you to walk out of the car and they must have even threatened violence and so on and so forth. Has it not happened to you? You see how your perception changes over these situations when they happen to you. Yet in a court of law, it is important you note this, in a court of law, even if 99% are found guilty, it cannot rule automatically that the remaining 1% are also guilty. It will have to be proven beyond reasonable doubt that that remaining 1% is also guilty. If not, they are presumed innocent. So, it is important to remember that you are presumed innocent till you are proven guilty not the other way around which says guilty until proven innocent is that the law of the land you want to be a part of how would you react if you were in a similar situation think of that doctor in an operation theater where if he says well there is 90 percent chance that this person will die so i can't do anything how would you feel then you would say to the doctor that boss even if there is 1% chance that this person can be saved, would you not give it a shot? And to be fair to the doctors, no doctor leaves a patient on the operating theater to die. Even if there is 1% chance to save that person, the doctor will try their best. So the analogy being, judgments cannot be influenced by historical data. It cannot be influenced by societal perceptions or media pressure. We have to help the investigative agencies to stay as neutral, as objective as possible to get to the bottom of the case. And if there is, there is a 1% chance of proving innocence, then the alleged have the right to fight their case and share their side of the story without preconceived notions of those judging the case. They need to leave their biases behind. It's easy for you to switch off the television and go to work the next day. But will this perception, this stereotypical perception of reality leave you? It will stick to you. Look at all the stereotypes that we have in our society today. The corrupt politician, the immoral cop, the perverted boss, the evil mother-in-law, the bitchy daughter-in-law, the characterless artist, the hypocritical socialite, or the patriarchal father, or the ruthless competitor. Now, are these cases not true? Of course they are true. There are many, many cases which are true. But to assume all of them are like that, that is unfair. And we will have to acknowledge, admit that there will be those people who defy the stereotypes. It's time India wakes up to this new reality which rises above perception, hearsay, which leaves behind personal experiences and biases and impressions and be neutral before conclusively declaring somebody innocent or guilty. Maybe this neutrality is the peace that the society needs. We need to coexist with the belief that the system will fix it Yes, it might take time, but it will fix it. So the next time you are in a situ situation where somebody is asking for, a, for you to pass a judgment or you feel like passing one, take a pause, think a minute, give it some patience, give it some compassion and neutrality 
because if life is a cycle what you pay forward will pay you back well that's all for this episode of the gyanban experience I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed sharing it with you. I'm here to listen. If you need to talk, just send me a note on hashtag #gyanban that's on Twitter or look me up on Facebook. That's g y a n b a n at @gmail.com. So friends, until we meet next week, stay calm, stay cool whether you are wise, woke or wobbly. This is your host GB signing off. Ciao.